Welcome to Gu Dao Jingxing, Walking the Timeless Way, a podcast that digs deeply into the ancient texts of Dao De Jing to uncover its timeless wisdom and discuss how to apply it to today's chaotic world. I'm David Wang, executive coach and consultant. I'm joined by my co-host Ian Felton, a practicing psychotherapist and a coder. Hi, good morning, Ian. Morning, David. Good to see you. Yeah, it's good to see you too. Here, here we are for our our second episode of Gu Dao Jingxing, Walking the Timeless Way, and 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 our first episode. Where we're actually going to dig into the meat of the text, and and like we talked about in our first episode, just since you and I have been studying this for quite a long time, that we're the first chapter we're going to look at is is actually chapter sixty two. If if anyone out there wants to kind of get their copy of Tao Te Ching and and follow along. Chapter sixty-two is is what we're going to focus on today. Yes,、uh, in this chapter,、uh, you know, actually, the main topic of this chapter is about Tao.、Uh, and in this chapter, Lao Tzu talks about the Tao and why Tao matters.、Uh, you know, matters、uh, more than anything else. And over the throughout the ages, you know, Tao has been valued by all people. So maybe we can、uh, dive into it. That sounds wonderful.、Um, so, here we go. the The first sentence: Dao Jia, Wan Wu, Zhi Ao, Shan Ren, Zhi Bao, Bu Shan Ren, Zhi Suo Bao. So, this sentence can be thought of as、um, Dao.、Um, The the thousand things or or things take refuge in it. The、um, sort of the the virtuous person treasures it. The non virtuous person is protected by it. Hmm. Ah,、uh, 美言可以世尊，美行可以家人。So 美 in Chinese means Beautiful, and just like uh, you know, uh, in the United States of America, in Chinese is 美国 the beautiful country.、Mm. So 美 here, uh, it means uh, fine words can win the respect of others. Honorable honorable deeds can set yourself apart from others. So that's what it means. So it talks about. You know the the words and deeds of a person.、Mm. So continuing on, 人之不善，和气之有。Um, even though there's bad people, um, it 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 includes them. Hmm. 故立天子。治三公，虽有拱璧，以先驷马，不如坐进此道。So, 
on the day the emperor is crowned, or the three ministers of the state installed, do not send them a gift of jade, or you know a bunch of、uh, you know horses, but just remain still, and、uh, offer them Dao as a gift instead. 嗯，古之所以贵则道者何？不曰求以德，有罪以免也。故为天下贵。Why did the ancients prize Tao? Didn't they say, look for guilty people and and pardon them? Therefore. Dao is the treasure of the whole world, of everything under heaven,、mm. and and I know when we were talking about this, you, you were saying you really liked this chapter. There was something that was really、um, resonated with you, really meaningful for you in in this chapter, and I want to hear more about what that was. Yeah, I think you know、uh, in Dao De Jing. We often see Tao as a kind of a natural force, right? Without any emotions, it's、mm. not like you know a personified god in a religious sense. But in here, when I read it, I'm also moved because it does have a, a characteristics that's very inclusive, and and.、Um, In, in the sense that、uh, it doesn't polarize, you know, people and say this is, you know, bad apples. These are really good people. I think, in some way, I think,、uh, according to Lao Tzu here,、uh, you know, Dao、uh, has a certain、uh, a grace. It's kind of a giving and forgiving. And it has a saving nature.、Mm-hmm. No matter how you interact with Dao, and some people,、uh, the Shan Ren, they may、uh, really try to align their behaviors to Dao. So then they, they, you know, they they can、uh, benefit from that.、Uh, but even with the Bu Shan Ren,、uh, you know, those who probably more selfish or self-centered. But then, in their doing things, still Dao is in operation. So it's end up like a serving uh, uh, the uh, protection, serve as a protection for them, so that they don't go too far, and then you know、uh, get into trouble or even find you know the uh, uh, even you know、uh, die.、Uh, mm-hmm. so. Yeah. That that. Taoist doesn't、um, Taoism doesn't really get into too much morality. I mean, certainly talks about things like、mm-hmm. be, being, you know, if if you're a shengren, being humble, kind of putting yourselves lower than than others, sort of、um, being accepting、mm-hmm. and embracing. But it doesn't really get into a, a moral Code too much, except really when it comes to leaders. It, it really emphasizes 
the responsibility of of leaders far more than the average person that it it almost focuses so much on on the qualities and characteristics of people who are supposed supposedly more responsible for others than the common man and 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 in this case, what you're saying in this chapter, it sounds like that, you know, when I think about doing psychotherapy, we don't kind of say, oh, well, you know, we do psychotherapy for um, people that don't have a criminal record. But if you've had a criminal record, then, you know, mm-hmm. we're not going to do psychotherapy with you. I mean, and certainly there's some therapists that um, won't work with certain people and and for some sometimes for good reason because it might be mm-hmm. traumatizing for them as an, an individual depending upon what material is being covered but um you know in a non-judgmental way that makes sense but the whole point is is that being open to showing compassion to everyone is is sort of the the ethical Im- imperative of of psychotherapists. And, and so I find this chapter very much aligned with, you know, the ethical code of um, counseling and mm. that, you know, we, we want to em- embrace all people. We, even the people who have done quote unquote wrong or, or have harmed others and that, you know, making space and accepting them is actually what, heals them and and if they're open to that of course that person has to be wanting to receive that sort of um gift of of therapy and this chapter reminds me a a lot of that and that personal nature of of the Tao. yeah as i'm listening to you you know i you know i'm wondering you know two key words uh you know come to mind one is uh, just being just. The other one is uh, kind of a judgmental. I find that sometimes uh, in you know in the society, you know how can people, you know, without being judgmental, they can still be just. Uh, mm. Without uh, being judgmental, they can be. Uh, uh, they can do the right thing. Mm. I sort of feel like that's the nature of, uh, you know, of Tao, because you can't say Tao has no, you know, has no principle, right? It certainly has its kind of a natural law, mm-hmm. but maybe that law uh, is very broad. Uh, and it, 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 I, I think, but that law never. Uh, you know, is lead to a situation that is kind of become a a, a polarizing force or a weapon, and mm. that divides people. Uh, it's always you know something that's in operation. Um, but I, I was wondering, you know, in the human society, why it's hard to kind of uh, uh, manifest or demonstrate that. Uh, you see more often that in people in their pursuit for 
goodness, whatever how they define mm-hmm. it, they end up be, you know, becoming more judgmental or self righteous or more re- dividing, as opposed to more uniting. Yeah, I think it's 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 an excellent point, and and I kind of wonder, you know, it, before religion. I mean, obviously, the written word and the spoken word is is why religion existed. And so mm-hmm. I don't know how people would have interacted with each other before that kind of advanced language. Mm. But I imagine it, it would have looked a lot more like you know, monkey troops because we're, mm-hmm. we're, prim- we're primates and and essentially, um, you know, the rules and, and morality and, and judging um, typically came down to, you know, territory and um, kind of access to mating and, and things like like mm-hmm. that. And, and I think to some extent, we still have um, a lot of that that operates, you know, in, in our society and our legal system, but we've sort of taken that and, and refined it to an extent that is, is really ridiculous and absurd. You know, like we can judge someone because of their haircut Mm. or we can judge someone because, you know, their, you know, name or, or, or whatever. And, Mm. And that's sort of the the arbitrary nature of our language is that we can associate things with anything. And so we can take something like judgmentalness and we can apply it to really any, anything, you know, clothing, the way you talk, you know, what, what color your skin is, how, how you do something, your Mm -hmm. laugh, um, your smile and, and so it really is this completely arbitrary thing that people do because of language and, and the power mm. of it. So I think then we have to really look at, you know, what's the function of being judgmental? What does it function to do for people? Uh, I think at some level uh, uh, to navigate the world, uh, certain judgment is needed, right? We have to kind of sometimes like yes or no or uh you know we, we we have to in other words we have to make choices or make decisions so uh to that extent i think it serves a positive purpose mm-hmm. you can't just be totally organic and uh, wishy-washy right you have to um mm-hmm. you know uh, take action but as you describe you know when we are getting into a situation that judgment become very excessive. I guess like, you know, like what you're describing to me, like in terms of the haircut and use the power language, uh, it feels more to me like a more like a pettiness, mm. right? It, it, mm. I don't know, it may be, it may serve a uh, social function, you know, to make somebody who does that feel more superior. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm better than this person that I'm judging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also you can predict that if that thing starts to happen, there will be will be counter action, 
because the fact you are trying、mm-hmm. to show you are dominating, you are superior, then the other people will feel that way too.、Mm-hmm. And no matter what the circumstance is, I think the kind of the natural reaction is, I'm going to fight back. I'm going to dominate in、mm-hmm. one way or the other.、Yeah. If I cannot do it in a very obvious way, like through You know, some of the institutions or societies, I will find other hidden ways.、Mm-hmm. So that starts to perpetuate. Yeah, and and so what I'm I hear in there again is this kind of pointing back to status that the judgments kind of relate to status and and trying to、um, create status and and obviously completely artificially and arbitrarily and you know and obviously religions want to do that you know our religion is better than that religion ours is the one that's superior and this is why because you know we do this and they don't do that and you know it's written here that it's this and and all this kind of stuff and so a lot of it comes down to status、mm. and trying to create. Status through these these judgments and and even kind of going back a little bit,、um, what you're saying, we we kind of had judgments to navigate the world and the environment and 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 I want to use there because I th- I think you're act- really onto something, which is that we do have to be discerning. We do have to dis- discern our environment and we do have to evaluate it. But then, I, judgment is almost like discernment tied up in、um, power and insecurity and all this kind of stuff, all all wrapped up together in a way that that kind of perverts things. And and when we think about the Tao, especially kind of tying it back to this chapter, that what Tao says is, you know, I'm not concerned with status. I'm not concerned. With with that sort of judgment and status, that that doesn't interest me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.、Uh, can you elaborate a little bit by, more、uh, by what you mean by status? Like I imagine, since the beginning of the human civilization,、uh, somewhere back in history, right? There, this. Uh, need maybe a craving for status. I don't know because we didn't live in that period of time.、Mm-hmm. But by you know through you know by reading history, you sort of see very early on. Like I remember in some of the museum, right?、Uh, I remember visiting one of the ancient kind of Chinese history museum. You see that the tombs of the poor people and rich people.、Mm. You know, for the rich people, you see all the jewelries. I mean, definitely the way they are buried、mm-hmm. was di- was different. So from that, you can see, you know,、mm-hmm. uh, when they live, they have a different position in society.、Mm-hmm. So I would imagine since Lao's time, you know, that's this consciousness of status. But I think now I see. Maybe status expressed in different kinds, and also I see that for somehow it's be on a larger scale or magnified.、Mm-hmm. You know, maybe by social media, magnified、mm-hmm. by the inter interconnectivity of the,、mm-hmm. our world. 
Well, I think, I mean, obviously status is a thing and, and it's a, it's a cultural aspect that we can measure and we can study. And, and obviously in our society, it's based upon wealth and, and more and more on fame, you know, how, how many followers do, do I have? How many likes did I get? But we see the common theme in, in Dow is that, you know, the broader Dow isn't concerned with status. And, and so the metaphor um, mm. that I'll use is, is how much Lao Tzu writes about being like water, that, that mm. water, water goes to the low places that, that other people won't go. I mean, that, that that's an example of um, Dow saying, you know, I don't care about sitting in some high position of status. I'm going to go to the low places where other people won't go. Um, the, the idea of the ocean being the most like Tao because it will allow, you know, thousands of rivers to flow into it and it, and it doesn't restrict which ones can, which ones mm -hmm. can't. If there's kind of toxins in a river, the ocean still receives that river because you know it's it's depth and and um equanimity and and all that just allows everything to flow into it i'll i'll this isn't in the Tao Te Ching, but i'll i'll use the metaphor of of a watering hole hmm. you know you you have a watering hole and and using water as this consistent metaphor for Tao and how unconcerned it is about status you know a, a watering hole in, in africa there's going to be birds there and lions mm. and elephants and you know hyenas and and every animal there that watering hole allows it to take from it it doesn't care if you're the most powerful lion that can kill every other animal there or if you're you know, a wounded vulture, it's, mm. it's, it's available to you. You know, it doesn't reject any of them. And, and this text has said over and over again, you know, how much it sees Tao as being like that. And so while, while status certainly exists in human nature, you know, that's an aspect of, of human culture and, mm. and something that, um, you know, doesn't represent this sort of um, status-free nature of, of Tao. Right. So that leads to a question. In the human culture, is it possible to free ourselves from status and live a life of Tao? If you see, mm. well, I mean. yeah, yeah, completely. And what and I is, think, mm -hmm. uh, is there a incentive? Mm -hmm. Is there a deeper, maybe a deeper incentive to embrace the Tao mindset mm -hmm. as opposed to, you know, a, a status obsessed mindset? Well, I think psychologically. For sure. I mean, just the, you know, the way that people who are obsessed with status must be 
mm. you know, completely preoccupied with all kinds of things that would keep them from, you know, maybe living a, a more an enjoyable existence. But mm-hmm. I even, I even just think about the history of, of humanity when, when we think about things like white supremacy or any kind of oppression. I mean, certainly, Mm-hmm. Um, w- white race isn't the only race that has a history of um, enslaving others and subjugating women. I mean, all all people around the world and, and mm-hmm. in all places throughout history. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. um, you know, African kings had slaves that they you know, would mm-hmm. sell to Europeans. And so it's not about... Um, you know, a particular type of person, but what we can see is that throughout history, as we've worked toward more and more equality, equality mm-hmm. for women, equality mm-hmm. for everyone, that that benefits society, that, you know, a, a, oppression and, and kind of lording over other people hurt, hurts the oppressors and the oppressed. And so I think that you know, from that perspective alone that, you know, how can you, how can you genuinely have love in your heart if you're, if you have a slave or if, you know, you want to have all of this power over people and, 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 and don't get me wrong. I mean, power in and of itself is, is not good or bad because even in, um, you know, Tao Te Ching, it, it talks about you know, there are going to be sort of, you know, dukes and princes and, and people who do have more status, but how is that power used? Is it used from a place of humility or is it used in a way, again, does it put itself lower than the people that it has that power bestowed with that power or does it use it to kind of press down on them? Well, I guess it it depends on who has that power and how that person exercises the power. Mm. Um, I was wondering, you know, uh, the power or status, uh, it certainly has all these, uh, over the years or throughout history, the uh, negative uh, consequences of misusing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you, you can find a lot of examples, right, mm-hmm. throughout history. But I was wondering whether the fact that the power or the status gives certain individuals some kind of a you know, the highs, you know, just like the biological chemis- chemical highs mm-hmm. in some way help perpetuate. If it's all mm-hmm. very negative and, and, uh, and bad, then people by their own nature should shy from it. Yeah, if right? there wasn't some reward. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying is uh, we certainly see the bad consequences of going too far. Mm-hmm. But we also, we cannot deny the fact that, you know, a lot of people are pursuing it. Mm-hmm. Even maybe at the end of it, they start to realize the emptiness of it. Mm-hmm. But still, a lot of people 
uh, are pursuing it, are fighting for it. Mm-hmm. So how can we reconcile these two? Uh, would that lead to a situation that maybe some people are more in tune with Tao and they see early on? So these people, when they see early on, let's say if they you know, see the real, see the suffering of owning slaves, right? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. they are in tune with that Tao, they spontaneously and intuitively say, that's not the way to go. But we just cannot demand everybody being the same because I feel like just, you know, just like in nature, one Wu. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you have to have some, uh, you know, people who have different variety or even in their journey to their realization, enlightenment, some people are ahead of others. Some people are uh, maybe a behind, but you cannot orchestrate and say, we all should be the same mm-hmm. in pursuit of that justice as mm-hmm. an ideal. Right. Cause that, that's its own type of coercion. And um, yes. And, and uh, hypocrisy sometimes. And, and because, yeah. And the Tao yeah. says that it doesn't, you know, assert itself that way, that it, it doesn't seek, you know, its way of doing things, that it, it sort of follows um, something else. It, it sort of uh, feels like the, uh, you cannot, uh, you cannot uh, mandate behavior, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Let's all behave that same. Uh, it does allow people the space and the time to cultivate from the deep depths of their consciousness and let that conscious guide them toward a certain journey. Mm. Mm. It's much more freeing, but it's freeing. The fact it's freeing and liberating doesn't mean it doesn't have a direction. Everybody can choose to do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And 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 this is the part kind of going back to again the not deciding this is a good person and this is a bad person. Yeah, like toward the end of this chapter, uh I think Lao Tzu raised a good question. It seems like this uh, 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 you know, the ancients, you know, I would imagine he included, you know, the good people and the bad people, mm-hmm. right? So the answer is because, you know, uh, when you actively seek that Tao, uh, you will be, something good will happen. Mm-hmm. You but if you sometimes you deviate from the Tao, you will be corrected so that mm-hmm. you won't get into harm. And 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 what does that correction look like? What would what would be an example of that kind of showing up if we were going to ground that in a in an example of, of human um, existence, what might that look like? Uh, uh, pains, sufferings, mm. failures. It's just, uh, uh, you know, that, uh, uh, that has different, I guess, faces. Mm. Uh, but that person 
who is in the middle of it know the best. You know, dead end, mm -hmm. loss. Yeah. It, it, it just can be manifested in different things. It's, it's something different than what that individual want to expect. They expect it will be different, something mm -hmm. different. It will be against the the persons. Mm -hmm. I think that's the kind of process. And then that person either can go even further, or it or that person will mend his own or her own way for the benefit of its own survival or its own needs and and for some reason you know this is where kind of that that Taoist concept of moderation which is is sort of again going back to where it doesn't necessarily have a moralistic code in Taoism the there are these principles to kind of follow and and in Taoism moderation is one of those and so kind of going back to status and, and judgment, you know, maybe status and, and judgment and discernment, again, in moderation, kind of everything is is okay. But it's just when things go to an extreme that Tao is going to correct us. You know, yeah. I'm, if, if yeah. I'm pursuing wealth, well, obviously, to some, to a moderate extent, yeah, of course, like I'm, I need food and I, and, and I need a warm place. But if, if pursuing wealth becomes my singular focus and it's taken to an extreme, then that's where Tao will correct us. Maybe we get exhausted and we get sick because we're working 80 hours a week or, you know, our relationship with our partner and our children suffers because we're not there for them anymore and they don't know who we are and we don't know who they are and so they don't want to have anything to do with us yeah yeah i think the sensitivity to that kind of situation probably varies from one person to the other uh in other words you know maybe some individuals see the lots of warning signs they just rationalize it and justify Mm -hmm. what they are doing mm -hmm. uh, until they get another bigger signal, right? But some people may uh, misread a signal and, you know, uh, and uh, under, uh, 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 they, they, they could be too cautious. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah. Right? They, they, that's they also not being moderate. For example, right? that's, their, their, that's their potential. They have a potential mm -hmm. to make a lot of money, mm -hmm. right? They see the first sign of conflicts, and they're uncomfortable with that conflict. Mm -hmm. And uh, they read it, misread it as something like, say, oh, maybe Dao tells me. Mm. Don't uh, go ahead. That, uh, don't go ahead. I guess that possibility uh, possibility exists. So we need to be guarded against that tendency too. Mm -hmm. But I think more often is the other tendency. It's like there are many, many, uh, you know, warning signs around us. Mm -hmm. We just decide to ignore them until there's no 
way out. I guess there's no you are on a on a how how would you say you are on a on a on a point of no return. You you can't recover. There's always the danger like that. And and this is where it's it's it becomes so confusing and trying to figure out how to make sense out of it. So the example that I'm thinking of of you know during the dark ages when mm-hmm. um you know science and 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 all of these things were completely re- repressed and and the church mm-hmm. um you know was very op- oppressive and told people how to think and you mm-hmm. know, people were very paranoid and mm-hmm. you know calling out superstitious and calling out the blasphemers. I mean, if, if you're someone who makes the discovery that, um, Hey, the sun doesn't revolve around the earth (laughs) and and you start telling people and you start getting all these reactions and like people start beating you up and burning down your house. If we have this kind of framework of, you know, Dow kind of giving us signs. I mean, wouldn't we be saying like, oh, Dow's telling me, you know, I'm wrong and, and I should stop doing this. I shouldn't I shouldn't be pursuing this this anymore, even though it's those type of discoveries and people being willing to ignore everything that society's telling them because society was wrong that has led to us, you know, as a species gaining all of this this you know understanding about the universe and, and and people's place in it and subsequently you know medicine and and all these things if if we had just sort of you know if if we use societal feedback as part of Dow giving us a message then I mean society's been wrong over and over and over and over and over again and and obviously has done horrible things because of a mob mentality and so that can't be Dow, right like we can't use the mob as our barometer of the Dow giving us signals and so you know really yeah. where yeah. do these signals come from it can't yeah. be we can't base it upon what society's telling us because society's right. been wrong over exactly. and over again yeah 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 history has shown again and again mm-hmm. those instances that uh you 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 just mentioned um that's a great question so a lot of times in the society you know some power institutional power or authorities they may you know wear the coat of of Dao, right and say <laughs> <laughs> I'm speaking for Dao, so you are not following Dao. So I think that requires discernment. Uh, at least I think now we have history references, uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, that happened before. I think we have the, you know, benefits uh, if we really like pay attention to that, those history. Um at the same time, I would say we cannot exclude the possibility that some of the feedback from the Tao comes from society. So this is a very uh, uh, delicate situation. To the extent we, uh, you know, we cannot blindly follow 
if somebody say, "Hey, I'm Dao," uh, you know, uh, and you cannot just say, "Oh, you know, I give my power to to whoever that person is," right? So that's the one end, uh, because as you know, as just said, historically there are a lot of instances like that. But I would also say that we cannot let our selfish uh, uh, consciousness uh, dominate that. So in other words, in order to be discerning, we have also kind of look at ourselves and say, if you know, our intent aligns with that. So I think it's, it's like, it's almost like a combination, like external and internal. If we have a very noisy, we sometimes we say, hey, I'm a rebellious against society. I'm a rebellious against the establishment. But if in you, in ourselves, there's that kind of internalized, let's say the shadow, mm. or using, you know, John, mm. you know, mm. uh, we will never truly know Tao if we do not recognize our own shadow, mm-hmm. bring that together. Mm-hmm. Uh, but sadly, a lot of the people, including the ones who are saying, let's say, uh, we need to uh, change our society fundamentally because you know some of the challengers or disruptors that we see today, even at the, the apex of the power, I think he himself doesn't have that inner part to really discern what needs to be changed and to be a serving force or leading force of that and his own or her own shadow. That's the problem. Mm. You know, I think the fact that many people follow that person, Mm -hmm. I I think says something that that person at least to give voice to something. Mm -hmm. But it's incomplete Mm -hmm. because that person itself came from the the current system, right? Sure. Yeah, going back to say, what we were talking about. You cannot say I'm just totally, you know, I'm totally like sent by Dow mm-hmm. to do that. No, mm-hmm. he lived in a society, he lived in New York, and with the riches, you know, he has a lot of conscious unconsciousness or even collective unconsciousness that stands his own way of serving that role of correcting things and 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 that's where you know we're we're kind of now playing in in that realm of of light and dark and and taoism and and that it's you know the dark is in the light the light is in the dark nothing is purely one thing or another which ties into this chapter of there's nothing purely good or purely bad and and so there's good and bad people, there's bad and good people. And so let's treat them all. Um, let's not reject any of them. And right. But, but, not at, reject them. Mm-hmm. Yep. but at the same time, we're trying to speak to that part of them that isn't, you know, the shadow. We don't want to be driven by our, our shadow selves. And so, you know, obviously the person you're, you're talking about is the, the current president. And, and if you're driven by your shadow self and you're using it for selfish purposes, you certainly can get people, you know, sort of in a mob mentality um, 
and and kind of you know inflamed and and get them to do things like you know the things that have happened in in history whether it's genocide or um the salem witch trials or um you know again sort of systemic racist laws you know su- suppressing the votes of people who aren't the dominant culture and the key thing though is kind of when you're blind to your own shadow self when you're yeah, when you're yeah. blind to your own shadow self and haven't done that work which is obviously something that we do in in therapy that you know we we try to help people kind of identify you know cuz everyone's shadow self is a little different because it's based upon yeah. our own developmental history and the things that happened yeah. to us but when you haven't done that work, when you haven't reflected inside and sort of sought to find out like, yeah, there's this part of me that's like a hurt little kid. And, and what will that hurt little kid do to try to get its needs met, but not in a, a way that's in harmony with everyone else who's around who has a hurt little kid or a shadow self. And, and then you just have this sort of like, you know, very selfish kind of dark way of, you know, manipulating the situation, manipulating people. And, and, and when you're talking about, you know, this person's psyche, Donald Trump's psyche kind of being a product of our culture and society, I mean, a billionaire raised around the wealthy raised around the rich and and also at the same time this like deep deep need to be kind of adored and yes. And, yes. and 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 coddled and and that when all of that is kind of present that it's sort of then like darkness feeding on darkness or like shadow shadow selves you know, that are all kind of like intermingling rather than, you know, that sort of integrated self coming out. So it's incomplete. We have like incomplete selves sort of feeding on each other. Yeah. I I think uh, let's give this person the benefit of doubt, uh, the benefit of doubt about the nobility of mm-hmm. his cause, mm-hmm. right? I think his cause, uh, just because of so many people supporting him or voting for him, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's a it's a popular one. It's a popular one. Let's mm-hmm. let's just say it this mm-hmm. way. And also, it's a popular one, and it's also very a huge undertaking. It requires you know like big surgery of the structure or infrastructure of this. A nation and society. Okay, uh, the sad truth is, as you just mentioned, that he hasn't. His life hasn't prepared him. His life has prepared him, maybe for some part of it, right? Mm-hmm. Part of it mm-hmm. to be serving as that vocal voice, right, mm-hmm. as a challenger. But unfortunately, his life hasn't given him the uh, uh, sufficient. Uh, uh, preparation mm. for this big undertaking. How do we know that? You know, over the four, th- three or four years, pretty much. You know, from that in- 
that fight, mm -hmm. that interaction, it's shown that he doesn't have, I think, uh, some fundamentals, let's say the humility, the empathy. Mm -hmm. uh, I think for such an undertaking, it needs a very radical change of behavior mm -hmm. of that person, right? Just think about, you know, Socrates. Think about Jesus. You know, if they want to fundamentally change the paradigm of thinking, they themselves have to be be willing to serve as a separate, a kind of a yield to the Tao mm -hmm. and serve as a sacrifice. I don't think he's ready for that to do that. He's not willing to do that. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. why he can only achieve that much and then let history, let new forces come out and to find that people, find that people. And we don't know whether it's the next president, uh, if he were, uh, you know, is elected. I think even for that president, I think it's not perfect. But history is searching, is crying for leaders uh, to do the to do that, and that process is very painful. Mm -hmm. And 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 it makes sense then why. You know this this book of 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 Taoism that has eighty one chapters that such a significant portion of it is focused on government leaders and and people who 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 lead. Um, you know, yeah, the, because that time he lived in almost similar in par parallel. You know, like Lao Tzu. I uh, you know if that person really existed, mm -hmm. uh, see such a chaotic. A time period mm -hmm. when everybody's fighting, and I think he's trying to search some kind of order, mm -hmm. but the order not in a Confucius way, mm -hmm. because in his mind that Confucius way can be regimented and yeah. kind of become codified to restrain everybody. Yeah, the, the, mm -hmm. more dynamic power, but at the same time create order and peace for common people. Yeah, and just to spell out a little bit that the, the Confucian way has a lot more predefined roles and relationships and, and how yes. you behave is based upon your relationship to someone else, based upon their, their title or, you know, whether you're like older or younger and, and it's very regimented it's like that way. Right, it's, yeah, like, it's a, like an org chart. Yeah, in, in, a, in a boxes. Okay, here's the the the, the submissive wife. Here yeah. is the loyal minister. Mm -hmm. I'm exaggerating yeah. a little, but, but I yeah. think that's kind of a solution mm -hmm. <laughs> to put everybody in a little box. Don't move. Don't step too far. Yes. You know. Mm, yeah, this is who you can talk to. This is who you can't talk to. Right. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And Lao Tzu, I think that um, um, the, the fascinating part that, you know, we're studying it is um, it's a kind of a different way of thinking or different way of helping us understand how the universe is working. Well, and, and that's where, you know, some of these questions come from where it can be so confu confusing I mean, that, that's the appeal of Confucianism. All of the answers are, are within it. Like, what do I do? Well, you know, are, are you the son? Well, then if you're the son, then this is what you do. Are you the father? If you're the father, this is what you do. Very um, 
prescriptive, right? It's like prescriptive. All the answers are within the org chart where, you know, Taoism is more like, you know, it's, it's flat. There isn't a hierarchy. There's, there's not silos. There's, it's more like a commune where, you know, every, yeah, everyone's trying to make this thing work, but no one person really has the answer or the authority and, and wisdom can kind of come from anywhere. It doesn't just come from, you know, the, this predefined role or relationship. And so, you know, it can be a lot more confusing and searching for the answers can require a lot more. I think what the word that I think is most appropriate sensitivity. Yeah. Or intuition. I feel yeah. like some people will, you know, the first reaction, uh, they will say, oh, this thing is very mystical compared with, you know, the straightforwardness of mm-hmm. Confucius doctrine. You know, uh, this thing is uh, very uh, mystical, but I would say intuitive. And that intuition, um, and I would also say that in our society as a human species, different people have their intuition are, are different. So there's a variation to that. But somehow, if the leader can self, you know, if we are fortunate enough to have a more intuitive leader, like a Sheng Ren, mm-hmm. uh, and set some good example for the people, I think the collective uh, uh, consciousness may be able to evolve a little bit. And and this is where I just, I have to throw this out there because I think, I mean, it entered my mind for some reason, but, you know, mm. when when the Charlottesville thing kind of happened, Mm. And um, and there was obviously lots of anger, and, and people died, and and all of this was like a terrible moment in in history. And Donald Trump came out and said, you know, there was there's there's good and bad people on both sides. I mean, mm. he got so much. I mean, he's still criticized for that. He's still sort of you know demonized for saying that. Mm. But isn't that actually sort of like when we think about this chapter and talking about trying to embrace everyone that there's not really good or bad people? I mean, isn't what he said kind of like completely in line with this chapter? I think in that instances, you know, consciously or unconsciously, he may have uttered something that close to the reality, right? Uh I think how that e- how that saying is evolved uh, in the total uh, dynamics mm-hmm. later on gets to the question why you know that observation wasn't kind of a, uh, a, a embraced or said you know like by other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you see what I mean? Like- yeah. it, on the surface, it sounds unifying, but because of the sensitive nature, it, it really wasn't a unifying message. That something or, else needed to be said. Or people, he doesn't have enough of a trust of the other side for people to see that as you see it, as a more objective observation mm-hmm. of things. Mm-hmm. I don't think he has the he has gained the trust. 
through his words mm-hmm. and behavior yet. Mm-hmm. So people on the other side say, you know, what you are really saying. Mm-hmm. So the interpretation mm-hmm. uh, is like you are still like defending the 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 white the, supremacists. Yeah, yeah, that's what I see the problem. Mm-hmm. But if he, you know, if he is perceived and trusted by the other side, uh, you know, even before he has mm-hmm. worked uh, worked uh, that earned him that trust. I think that mm-hmm. saying would have been uh, interpreted mm-hmm. differently. So basically, it's because he hadn't been modest and and humble. And from that position of of real, you know, servant leadership, where he was sort of um, treating people on the left in a in a in a nice way. I mean, obviously, he you know, would say such awful things about anyone who disagreed with him and and used such you know vile language that it was hard to see that phrase, even though it's sort of aligned with this chapter as yes. sincere. And so it was the lack of sincerity that made it um, not work. That can be one of the explanations. Yes. Hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. So there again, this sort of a, you know, it's not just kind of saying, oh, you know, I, I accept you that it has to be s- sincere and, and that depth to it. Like, again, yeah. The, the ocean metaphor that you know, or like this chapter say, uh, you almost have to sit and be one mm, with this, mm, right? Mm. Uh, you can't use like send a, the wrong messages of all these horses, the jades, and at the same time, you're saying, like, I'm embracing this Tao. Mm. If you are truly with this Tao, you have to sit quiet and be with it all the time, mm. and I don't think. He has the capacity uh, to do that, and other people don't interpret that way. That's the mm. the kind of the sad part. Yeah, that the the Twitter feed betrays sitting quietly with with Dow. Yeah, yeah, that congruence is what people intuitively or consciously or unconsciously what they are looking for mm. in a leader. Mm. You know, he definitely has you know certain traits and bits and pieces in him that kind of give voice mm. to a lot of the issues or even solutions. Mm. But again, you know, the only thing we can pray is, you know, he's more in tune with the Tao, whatever, you know, he may mm. not see, you mm. know, read this, but I guess, you know, hopefully there's a star, a North star mm. that, or, you know, he r- realizes yeah. the, the, that yeah. whoever is the president you know, whether it's Donald Trump for three months or four years and three months or, or Joe Biden, that this chapter is, if, if any of you are listening to our, our podcast that, you know, hasn't even been released yet, this chapter can be really important for your, your leadership. Well, David, I, again, just, you know, loved our, our time today and, and appreciate that we were able to have our discussion. Same here. See you next time. Mm, Take care.